Good evening and welcome to the Sector 4 podcast here on Spotify and still probably not Apple Music because I'm an idiot. My name is Keegan. Joining me as always is Steven, who is getting yoked. Hell yeah. Living in the podcast where it's always the evening. It is. All, oh my God. I, I don't think I've ever. Have we ever not recorded in the evening? No, we've always recorded in the evening. I feel like one time we did an afternoon episode, like one time, maybe by like afternoon, like four o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. It is always the evening here on the sector Four podcast. It's always dark. It's always darkness. Um, villain era, I think maybe is the, the best. Speaking of darkness, McLaren, where are you at? <laughs> Are we just gonna, we're just gonna get right into it? Yeah, let's just get right into it. Let's go from bottom to top. McLaren, absolutely horrendous show. What was that? They were literally just they were preseason testing on Sunday. Yeah, that is a lesson on how to uh, ruin a F one driver's career. Um, and you'd think that I'd be talking about Oscar Piastri because it was first race. It was his first race, and that was pretty shitty for him. But uh, I'm actually talking about Lando Norris. Yeah, oh, Oscar dear Piastri got, got the long end of the stick because at least he got saved the embarrassment of running that car around the grid because the car failed. Dude, they kept running Lando. I know because for- they were just gathering data. That's why I mean they were just preseason testing. Like they were just testing. It like was embarrassing. Every what, like 10 laps, 15 laps to refill the hydraulic fluid? I believe he was in twice within four laps near the end of the race. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, the hydraulic fluid was the thing that they kept refilling, which is which is one issue. And just like the, the car was trash. Like, I think at one point Lando was up into like 11th or something, maybe. Um, yeah. But after a series of massive just errors on his part, I think he went wide into a couple corners. Um, the car yeah, had no still, pace. They still just have they just have no braking under that car. Like they just have no. they just still can't do it. Man, like it's it's genuinely like it's honestly pretty, pretty embarrassing to watch. I mean, like we knew that they were on a a downhill spiral in in a way like I knew they weren't going to go better than last year. Right. Like we we knew that going into the season. But I mean, my God, like I'm struggling to find the words because, you know, going from being I'd say a semi fan of the team, like I have enough merch to to maybe uh, to maybe claim that. But like. Dear God, man, and and Oscar Piastri, man, like, didn't have a terrible time out there. Um, yeah, for the thirteen until, laps that he was out there. Yeah, until the uh, <laughs> the Windows loading screen popped up on his his new steering wheel. You know what was um, funny is is I made that joke when he was in the pits because they said they were going to change the steering wheel. So I switched to to his camera because it's actually really cool to see the steering wheel change in in yeah. the pits, and it's McLaren that's done it before too. And they yeah. did it perfectly with Lewis Hamilton. And then you see him just plug in the car or plug in the wheel and nothing happens. And I'm like, yeah, imagine the windows loading screen, like the windows update screen turns on. And that yeah. was like plastered. Like I should have made that meme right then there because logo. it was, pl- yeah, it was plastered everywhere all over the internet after the race was exactly the meme that I described it was Oscar yeah. Piastri's steering wheel with windows update on it. It's, you know what, you got to feel bad for the guy. Like, obviously, your first F1 stint, that's not how you want it to go. But, I mean, you did make a good point earlier. Like, it was to the point where even halfway through the late race, we were watching Lando run. And I'm like, what, what's the, retire the car. 
Yeah, like, to save the engine. But he's just collecting data at that point. What they did with Esteban, right? And we'll get to that in a second. Like they should have just said, okay, screw it. There's no point in even trying to compete here because they weren't getting any points. I, I yeah. mean, like, and it, it was genuinely like it was just a shambolic showing from them. And I like, it's pathetic. It's, yeah. it's pathetic to watch. It's like possibly, going through the. It, no, I'm sorry, go on. for it. Okay, no, I was going to go through Lando's pit stops. Lap yeah, 54, yep. lap 47, yep. lap 37, yep. lap 27. Yeah, and there's one before that. Lap 17. Yep. Lap 17 was the first pit stop. Okay, yeah, yeah. So there's what, six, five, six? Five. Yeah. So uh, tell me, Steve, uh, if, I don't know, maybe this is me. Um, and if I were a... Uh, F1 team slash driver, I would think that that's that's a lot. Maybe I don't know. Just a thought. Yeah, I don't. But what do I know? You know, I'm not a driver. I don't. I don't know. Like, I, I I'm sorry. Like, it's just it's shocking. And like I was, what I was saying before is like, it's one thing with Haas, where you kind of expect them to be shit, and when they're shit, you're like, oh, they're shit. You know, like it's yeah. like, oh, it's we we knew that was gonna happen. You ever watch uh, John Mulaney's bit about the horse in the hospital? No. Uh, it, it's a great, great theory here. So I'm going to use this analogy and I'm going to mess it up because I haven't watched this in years. But John Mulaney has a bit where he talks about Donald Trump being like a, a horse in a hospital, right? Because when you put a horse in a hospital, what do you expect to happen? Because it's a very big horse. It goes around and it starts messing everything up and running through the halls and knocking over the patients and screwing everything up. And you're probably thinking that doesn't make much sense. But the point of the story, essentially, without going on about it, is that when you basically set your team up for failure, you can't be surprised when they fail. Yeah. Like, like I... The, everything that McLaren has done, in my view, in the past two years, has set them up for failure. And don't get me wrong. And, you know, that obviously I'm a Daniel Ricciardo fan and, and that plays into this and it's bias 100 percent. But that guy's laughing like, yeah, you just got paid 20 he, million dollars to not drive a shitbox. That is what they would call graveyard robbery. Yeah, like he does. He's getting paid to not have to drive that car. Yeah. That's probably the best deal that any F1 driver is getting on the grid right now. And he's also getting paid by Red Bull to not drive a car. It's, you know what? It's just, it makes me have a little bit more sympathy for Daniel. Because if McLaren were catering that car to Lando for the past two years, right? Which they were, right? They're building the car around Lando. But wait, let me me stop you there for a second. Were they really catering the car to Lando? Because Lando has never said that that car drives like he wants it to. That but car I don't is know not if, suited to him. Sure, but I don't know if that's for like a lack of trying. I genuinely think they are trying. To, they've been trying to build the car around him, but they just can't get it right because they're stupid. Yes. And if they couldn't get it right for their primary driver, then they were never going to get it right for Daniel. And so, as much as it it's fault on Daniel, absolutely for sucking, which he does. He did suck. I'm not going to beat around the bush there. Like, yeah. You know, I I think McLaren plays a bigger role in this than what people give them, you know, credit for or or basically giving all the credit to Daniel. I don't know, man. Like, Like, I think I think think that's what's going to unlike 
that's what's going to unravel this season is people are going to realize that it was realistically 50% Daniel sucking and 50% McLaren giving them a terrible car. Right. If they would have had an operable car like they did the year before, like in, I mean, in instances in 2020, in 2020, when he won at Monza or 2021, when did he win at Monza? 2021. No, I'm okay. Whatever. I can't. Words are hard. Um, so when that happened, at least it was a semi-functioning car, right? Yeah. Like, obviously, Daniel got lucky. Let's again, let's be honest. He got very lucky with the results of the race, but also the car had pace. The car was suited to. Right. The car had pace. He it was suited to it and he drove well. And that's why he won. But like when you give someone a boat of a car and then expect them to be able to drive it, like look at Lando in this race. Yeah. It's shambolic, man. And like and I said this last episode, too. Before we, you know, had the race and when we were just kind of relying on testing, what I said exactly about Piastri, I said, man, that guy's going to end up regretting his decision. Yeah. Like, you know, and some people pointed out that even if he was stuck with Alpine, he still would have probably got the Williams drive and not the Alpine drive, which is interesting. Um, I don't know how much I agree with that, but besides the point, um, it's going to end up being a huge mistake for him. And you know what? I do feel bad for it, but also, you know, you make your own bed, right? So, yeah. Um, anyways, we, we've been on McLaren for a bit here now, but uh, any other final comments real quickly on them? I think you're in for a painful season if you're a McLaren fan. Thank God I jumped ship. Yeah, they don't have <laughs> updates coming until Baku, I think. They're in trouble. Yeah. They're in very big Sorry, they, don't, they probably will have some updates, but I don't think they have good updates coming to no. until Baku. There's no way. Um, let's uh, let's leave the other retirement for for last. Um, I I don't want to talk about that yet because I want to make fun of them. So um, we'll, we can talk about Esteban real quick and Alpine. Um, I, I, I had to watch a four minute video explaining um, all of his penalties. I think it was up to five or six. No, he like had three minimum. penalties. Oh, is it only three? Yeah. No way. So he got his first penalty for um, being incorrectly positioned on the starting grid. Yep. He was outside of his box. Yep. And then his second penalty was because he did not serve the first penalty properly. Hilarious. And then his penalty after that was because he, when he came back in to reserve the penalty, he was speeding in the pit lane. And if you go to the times, so his first penalty was not served properly because they did a wing change, right? Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I and do. And the mechanics yeah. hovered over the car. No, they were making minor adjustments to it. They can't do that. I know they can't do that. That's why. But yeah. so they were hovering over in the car waiting yeah. and they did analysts and an analyzation of the video and they found that one of the mechanics touched the car 0.2 seconds before they could have. So that is why he got another penalty. Very funny. And then when he was coming back in to serve his other penalty, he was speeding by 0.1 kilometers per hour. So they really just went F you to Esteban Ocon. They really they went, just, we're going to make the biggest example out of you. That's very funny. Yeah. I mean, what do you do? Right? Like, rules I mean, are rules. Rules are rules. Them. Yeah, and, Listen, and like I good. Would, good go on. ahead. 
No, I was going to say good on them for setting the precedent early. You're and right. I, I think I think it shows that like, OK, these are the rules. We're not going to have any interpretive bullshit this year. You're going to follow the rules or you're going to get penalized. And that's just the way it is. And and that's exactly how it should be, because you would agree that the last couple of years, the consistency of rules being enforced has been laughable. One might one might argue. Yeah, <laughs> one one might one might argue, and I mean, in I'm not gonna say in their defense, but I mean, if you're a fan of literally any other like major sport, like like I always use ho- hockey as the example, but like whether it's basketball, baseball, anything, like officials and like referees, which you know the FAI are technically technically referees, right? If you if you look at that in any capacity, consistency is not exactly um, a key element in any sport. It should be. Right. Like it should be, but it's it's not. So on that level, I understand it. But I mean, I I just think it's good on them for setting the uh, the precedent early, personally. Yeah. So and also, I didn't care about Esteban anyway, so I don't care. (laughs) So that's also a factor. Um, But yeah, tough break for him, but a pretty decent break for Pierre Gasly, who, if I'm not mistaken, started the race in 20th. Yes. And finished ninth. Not bad. Really strong drive for Pierre Gasly. Like, I think if if Alonso didn't podium, Gasly would have been driver of the day. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. He was strong like moving up 11 through. positions. Yeah. And he fought everybody really, really hard. And, yeah. um, you know, he really just drove the shit out of that car. Yeah. 100%. Um, I think going into the race, I had very low expectations for him. And I was actually quite upset at how he qualified. Uh, yeah. But he he was able to recover really well. And uh, I, I was just really impressed all around. I don't have anything of note, like any like big notes that he uh, or like big moves he made on track. But unless you have anything for you, but uh, no, there wasn't really much coverage of him, nor was I really watching him. But I should have like I should rewatch the race and just watch his camera for the first couple of laps, because I'm sure his start was pretty was pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of uh, good drives that we don't really have much to talk about. Logan Sargent. Yeah, you he, were you, know, you were really going cra- off about him. Yeah, nothing like nothing. Don't get me wrong. Nothing crazy happened out of him, but it looks like he has a lot of potential. Yeah, he wasn't well, making a lot of, he was he, he, yeah, he was very steady. He wasn't making stupid rookie mistakes. He drove the car to its pace, like very similar to Alex Albon. You know, yeah. like he was not far behind. Like, I think if their strategy was a little bit better, that he, he would have been in contention for the points. Yeah. It's genuinely like the fact that Williams might be middle of the pack this year is very interesting. Um, I'm gonna try and pull up the uh, the one of the funny uh, Instagram posts that that was on there, and we'll get to it in a second. I think you sent it uh, last week, and it was very very good. Um, I want to find it here before we before we go on. Okay, so it was the uh, you know like the rating charts that people used to do like the s tier a tier like the color charts yeah so in in the red tier so the top tier it says champion contenders and it has red bull racing yeah in the tier below that it has upper midfield and you have aston martin and mercedes in the tier below that you have lower midfield which is alfa romeo alfa tori and williams in the tier below lower midfield, you have the tier of Ferrari <laughs> and Ferrari and Alpine are both in that tier. The tier below that, you have Shitbox and Haas are in that tier. And the tier below that is Williams, in which McLaren is the only team. 
<laughs> yeah, the McLaren and the Williams tier is what kills me. Oh, God, I'm gonna put that on the uh, on the story afterwards. But anyways, that just reminded me of that real quick. Um, but Logan Sargent and Alex Albon had a fantastic race. I mean, obviously not uh, you know not high points, but I think Albon and the team were really ecstatic to be able to get that P10, um, and, and he was fighting Gasly pretty hard for that at one point as well. Um, so that was a really good showing from them uh, and a great way to start their season. I think that's got to inspire confidence for the team. Absolutely. So um, very, very exciting for them. Um, Alfa Romeo, uh, decent. Uh, yeah, Joe no, no, didn't like, really perform. Joe, I don't know what I don't know what they did with his strategy. I think he definitely had more like there was more to see from him during that race. But I don't know why they pitted for the fastest lap. I just yeah, I, I get it to take the point from Alpine, whatever. But yep. like, why? Like he, he could have fought for the points. Like, he, you know, he was in a position where something happened. He was guaranteed points. Yeah. But I think at that point when they decided to do that, I think he was well out. I believe he was in 12th or 13th when they did that. Yeah. Um, and I think their rationale and, and what I said during the race, because I know you were really confused about it, was, well, if Alfa Romeo think that they're going to be fighting Alpine this year and every point matters, if you can take the fastest lap away from Gasly and then basically then you're not down by as many points, then it's only a one point gap. Right. Yeah. You take they that. could just be. Yeah, they could just be picking their fights and I get it. But it's just sure. not one that I expected them to pick on the first race of the season. No, but I mean, like I said before, every point matters, right? So we could come down to the end of the season and like if they're one point away and then all of a sudden, right, then that was the difference maker. Then you look back and go, oh, well, it wouldn't have mattered where Joe finished anyway. So we should have just gone for it. So that that's my rationale with it. Um, But yeah, I agree. I think he performed better than what the results show. Um, But it's nothing still uh, significant from him, which is too bad. But, I, you know. He did well last year, and I I think everybody still has high hopes for him. So I'm yeah. not not terribly concerned. Uh, Valtteri Bottas with a very strong drive uh, in P8. Uh, I think that was a really good result for him, and I think the team were quite happy to pick up four points as well. So uh, big ups to to Valtteri there. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't think anything of note for Valtteri. Um, I think he had some couple a couple good fights uh, with Russell, uh, which was interesting. But other than that. Nothing, nothing crazy, right? So I love seeing um, those two drive wheel the wheel. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious because you know that they just hate each other. Well, they have to. Yeah, they do have to. Like Botas took, or Botas, sorry, was his drive was taken by Russell essentially. Yeah, and Russell has something to prove against Botas because he took over from him after Lewis was winning so long. Yeah. So like, you know, you can't really. Uh, can't really like each other in that position i don't think but anyways um the hoss uh i they knew that their race pace wasn't there yeah i'm not gonna give them too much shit because i think hulkenberg actually like seemed to be having a pretty decent race uh, and he qualified well in 10th um yeah but he I just think didn't some, set a time yeah some things just went wrong for him and uh i think again you know, it was just kind of their strategy it was just stupid yeah and you know i'm not i can't even really be mad at haas this year because i happen to like both of the drivers and i think that they're probably going to do well and fight for points it's just early and uh i think it's only up for them um like i said because mix out of the car like i think they're going to be more consistent in the points this year uh just the first race didn't have it and that's really all i have to say for haas yeah i think when we get to a track that kind of fits their car more um it's going to be a lot a lot better uh, showing for them 
Yep, absolutely. Um, Alpha Tori, nothing really too big of note here. Yuki was having a pretty good race, and actually, you thought near the end that he was going to be able to fight for that P10. Yeah, I was watching his cam. He was do- he was fu- he was trying everything, bro. He was doing yeah. really well. He like he was doing really well. He showed a lot of growth from uh, last season. He showed a lot of strength in that car for this year. I think he's you know he's got material to be a regular points contender. Absolutely, and and he needs to as well. Um, I think this might be the final straw for him this year. Um, I know his contract, I believe, is up in two years. Uh, I believe he was resigned to a two year contract. But you know he's got a lot to prove here because I mean Red Bull are known for you know if you don't if you're not cutting it they'll replace you. Right. Yeah, so, but they don't really do that in AlphaTauri. No, especially when I don't long, think they really have somebody lined up for out for an AlphaTauri replacement right now. And that might be the the part the point why they keep him, like because he's a fine driver. Uh, he just needs to be able to fight for more points this year. So yeah, um, but they also need to be given a car that can fight for more points. Absolutely, and as we learned from uh, from Nick DeVries's drive, like. Not the worst drive in the world, absolutely. He started 19th, ended 14th, so I mean, something to be said there. Um, but Nick didn't seem to have like a real good handle on the car. Um, and he's obviously, again, he's still new. Like You can't really expect too much of him. But I would I, agree. He didn't seem very comfortable in the car. No, he just seemed very on edge and uh, just very Squirly. twitchy. Uh, wasn't really going for it in a lot of cases. So um, a bit of a bummer for him, but it's going to be what it's going to be, right? So... Um, yeah, that just kind of is what it is for him. But hopefully we see a little bit better out of him. Um, as we as we finish up with, with Alpha Tori, we kind of jump up the grid a lot because we've talked about pretty much everybody up until P8. Um, let's start with Mercedes. Certainly not a bad race from them. Um, I, no. I think that was a, a fine race. Not where they want to be. Uh, right? Yeah, obviously. In terms of but, like... In terms of the whole grid, they did a good job. But in terms of Mercedes being Mercedes, they got embarrassed. And I think we can't really talk about the embarrassment until we talk about the the people who did the embarrassing. Um, <laughs> I, I think you kind of have to talk about two teams in conjunction here. Um, obviously, that being Mercedes and Aston Martin. Now, if you recall from last week, we did talk quite a bit about Aston Martin and that we had high hopes for them. We weren't sure if it was just, you know, a good testing period, what was going on there, or if it would even translate to the race. Uh, but as we saw, um, oh my God, quite the uh, quite the showing from the Aston Martin team, especially Fernando Alonso, obviously putting it on the podium in P3, um, and a hell of a race from Lance Stroll, who, uh, by all accounts, should not have been racing um, and was still able to put it into P6. So I I just want your thoughts real quick about, you know, Mercedes versus Aston Martin. What went right for Aston? What went wrong for Mercedes? And and like, what are your thoughts pulling out of that? My thoughts is side pods. Wow. Okay. I I think Mercedes just doesn't want to admit that they've built the wrong car. They just don't have downforce. They don't have the downforce that they need. And the only way to get the downforce out of that car is to run it lower, which they can't do anymore. Right. Because part of the regulations change was to raise the floor edges by what, 13 millimeters? Yeah, I think it was something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So Mercedes is pushed even further back. So it's just like. I think they really just need to revert to what they showed up to with uh, in Spain last year. 
I think they need to revert to a side pod design and copy Red Bull. Can I read you an F1.motorsport.com article from today? Yes, of course. F1 Mercedes, the W14 project has already foundered. The Brackley team acknowledges that Mike Elliott missed the second car in a row. Wolf demands that action be taken immediately on the Black Arrow, but it is possible that it will be necessary to wait for Imola to see any important changes. He expect, especially burns the overtaking of the Aston Martin, which has the rear end of the... Uh, I think this is translated. Um, we expect Allison to be more involved in development because James Allison is back with the team. Yeah. Because he was taken to their like like naval division or something of uh, Aramco. Anyways whole thing um and then there are those who would like to stop this project already to think of 2024 what are your thoughts on that i think now that they have basically a better who is he the chief technical director mike elliott i believe is the chief technical director yes okay so yeah so you're gonna kind of see the team move back into the right direction you know they maybe just have the wrong guy at the head of the wheel um but I think in terms of changing for the car, like, yeah, obviously they need to change something about the car if they want downforce. And if their floor is already good, then really the only other thing they have to do is change the other half of the car being the body, which I think yep. is going to mean putting side pods on that car because it's yep. not even that fast of a car in a straight line. Despite it being it, it like it, for some reason, that car looks like it should be the fastest. And for some reason, it's just such a draggy car in the straights, but not in the corners. That car yep. just does not produce downforce at mid to low speeds. And I mean, good on them for getting rid of the porpoising issue. Like, obviously, that's not not a problem anymore. It seems right. Um, so, I mean, that that's good. And it it does look like it's it's cornering at least a little bit better from again passing the eye test. I don't know. I don't have data to back that up. But I mean, if you can't compete in a straight line with the Aston Martin of Fernando Alonso, who's basically ripping by you with no effort, if we're being honest, like the fight between him and Lewis, like. Alonso was past him after they fought for a little bit. Once he got the DRS and went through, he was gone. Yeah. Because how how quick up on Hamilton did Alonso finish? Let's look. He was plus 38 and Lewis was plus 50. So there's a 12 12 second gap by the end of the race. You know, and I'm looking at that and already I think that's hilarious because, uh, you know, obviously I'm not the biggest fan of Lewis Hamilton and Alonso and Lewis don't particularly get along. Uh, but if I'm looking at that, you know, and I'm Lewis Hamilton, I've got major concerns. Yeah. Right. So I I don't know. I, I just expected better from the Mercedes. And I think it's it's interesting that they are currently the fourth best team on the grid after the first and Lewis race. Lewis even said that in an interview. He said, we're, we're simply just the fourth fastest car. Yeah. So like they're going to need to get pretty lucky and hope that something happens with the Aston Martin or, or what, or alternatively, if they would like to take third in the constructors championship, that could also be a possibility because Ferrari still haven't fucking figured it out. Oh (laughs) boy. We're here. We're here. Ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about Ferrari. Holy shit, man. Like I, I was in a laughing fit uh, when Charles Leclerc lost power on what was the lap? I don't think it says the lap on, on the 39. When I have pulled 39. up, it doesn't have 39. Charles Leclerc loses power on lap 39 and pulls over to the side. What are we doing here? 
control replacing the control electronics again so so what were all the things that they changed on his car before hold on i actually i might have this pulled up let me look let me look i believe that i have this uh okay someone made a note on the f1 troll post also that i'm looking at and so this is reliable factual information all right so just stick with me it's called ferrari fuckups 2023 bahrain (laughs) One, Charles's car is falling apart in the first outlap of Q1. Two, the first race has yet to start and they already changed the power unit's battery. One out of two available for the whole season. I do remember that. Three, they also changed the control electronics. One out of two available for the whole season. Yep. Four, Leclerc's engine gives up lap 41. Five, Sainz's car bounces too much. Team radio says, Steven... We are checking. Exactly. Flat 49. So, I mean, like, I I think, you know, it's bad enough that that signs didn't finish in the in the podium spots. But which you know what I think broke on Leclerc's car, car was what? the control electronics or his energy. Like, so they replaced the control electronics and the energy store, which is both a one of two for the season. And I'm pretty sure it's one of those items that broke being the control electronics. So if that's yeah. true, he has no more control electronics for the rest of the season without taking a 10 place grid penalty for them. But would they not have to disclose that? They would. But I've only seen one out of two has been changed. Right. So like if it was two out of two and if that's the case, oh, my God. Like. Shambolic, yeah. It, it, it's it's just it's. I laughed, but it's also super upsetting. Like this team, this team should not be having these issues. These issues, sorry. Like there's no way that Ferrari, the F1 team, should be having these problems for, arguably, one could say like the sixth year in a row. Like how many years in a row have they been like truly disappointing? Oof. High expectations Four? and truly disappointing. No, I'd say since 2020, 2019, they were good. So I'd say since then. You said 2020? Yeah, since 2020. Okay. Because in 2019, they were fast. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I'm trying to think of other words that I can say. Um, <laughs> But unfortunately, I just don't have them. Um, it's really unfortunate, and I hope that this is a fluke. You know, it, it's weird. You kind of, you almost get shades of Bahrain last year, uh, but the opposite, you know, rolls with Red Bull having the retirement and everybody going with the engine. Yeah, it, like is Red Bull in trouble? And so, you know, there's a part of me that's hoping that that's the case here, right? Like that is just a. A fluke thing and it's going to be what it's going to be and he'll be fine or he'll be fine sorry the team will be fine um but i, I mean so. results from last year tell me that this may may be a problem um i hope they pull it together this year because you know i think out of all the teams on the grid right now ferrari stands the best chance at uh challenging red bull yeah and dude for like the good of the sport they need to be good yeah you know like i Max winning the first year, unreal. Max winning the second year, I go, okay, yeah, fine. I don't want him to win again. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want him to win again. I want to see it be a tight race. And if he does win, 
I want it to see, like, I want to see it be like a challenge, right? Like, I don't want it to be a clean sweep. So for that reason, Ferrari need to be better. Good on Aston Martin for capitalizing. And, you know, I've tried to stress that a little bit. There's not much to talk about with the Red Bull because they had a perfect weekend. Like, I don't know what to say. Yeah. They they didn't really put a foot wrong. Um, so there's not really much to say there. I do want to, however, real quick, touch on Lance's injuries because I just pulled them up here. So I want you to keep in mind, these are all the injuries that Lance was racing with. Okay. And he finished sixth. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm going to start from the beginning. I'm going to read his Instagram post. On Saturday, February 18th, I crashed on my bike while training in Spain. The scan showed I had a fracture and displacement in my right wrist, a fracture in my left wrist, a partial fracture in my left hand, and finally another fracture on the big toe on my right foot. With the beginning of the season right around the corner, the timing could not have been worse. My medical team at first believed I was not only going to miss testing, but realistically the first few races. Uh, blah, 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 blah. He got an operation on his right wrist. Following the surgery, the doctor told him that he'd be back in Jeddah if he worked hard, but like there's no way that he's going to be able to race in Bahrain. Um, the, fr- the work wasn't done before Bahrain. Unfortunately, the doctor explained that the fractures in my left hand and wrist and toe weren't suitable for fixation, and that I need to rely on a more conservative approach to heal my other injuries. Uh, basically, there's nothing that they could really do. Um, bah, 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 bah. My medical team devised a program that would help me restore mobility and strengthen my wrists. Um, a whole lot of rehab. And basically, he was not healed at all for the race. But he had three yeah. parts of his body, including both of his hands that were like fractured. And he pulled out a P6. That is Say what you good. will. Say what you will about Lance Stroll. I don't like him. I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah, the guy really pulled a Robert Kubica and just, you know, swallows the pain man. for a race. <laughs> It's 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 really impressive. Um, Not to mention ups, a rocket ship of a car. Yeah, no kidding. Like, good on them. Um, I got to applaud them a little bit. So, you know what? Like, overall, I'd say it was a pretty like, as the kids say, a pretty mid race. Um, I think the race itself had some good racing in it. Uh, I really enjoyed a lot of the fights that were taking place. But on the whole, you know, it wasn't the most exciting thing we've ever watched. I think that's fair to say. I thought um, it was a good race. Really? I thought, yeah, because everything, everybody was so close. I know we said that that's what last year was supposed to be like, but everyone was that, so close. That's one point that I, I didn't touch on, um, and I'm actually happy you brought that up, is that like at the beginning of the race, it was quite awesome to see all the cars so close together for the first like 10 laps. That was really yeah. cool to see. It was only when you start having your pits and everything that things start to to change a lot. But uh, yeah. yeah, very, very cool to see. I did really enjoy that. And I know you commented on that during the race, too, that it was nice. Um, nice to see that. So uh, certainly a highlight there. And if we can expect that all season, I think we're in for a really good one. So. Yeah, we good. still have the normal thing where it's uh it was almost it, it's a bit better remember how you just used to be the podiums and then like a minute and then everybody else yeah now it's just red bull and then like a minute and then everybody else <laughs> so we're really, so, you know, uh, really it's, it's a little it bit better yeah <laughs> god um i would like to brag a little bit what about your fantasy team yeah maybe I want to. I want to be very clear. I don't expect it to stay this way, because I've already used my three times chip. 
Okay. And I know people are going to be more strategic about that than I was. So I just threw it on Perez and said, thanks. Um, which, you know, worked out. I'm, I'm at the top of the leaderboard, but I do expect that it will be a tight race. Um, between the, the current top three. I think there are other teams that could contend. I think they could contend, but I, I think I've got a pretty good team. So I'm like, I'm feeling very good about it. So yeah, I got, I got no real complaints there. What are you, your thoughts on fantasy real quick? Um, I feel like I picked a good team. I picked a strong team. I just got to get my points right and uh, yep. try to trade up Zoko on you for someone a little bit more consistent. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be it's gonna be another fight between the two of us because we're probably the only ones that put real thought into it out of the other twelve <laughs> people in our fantasy league. I spend an ungodly amount of time thinking about the combinations that I could make, so that's probably fair. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think it'll be an interesting shakeout this year. We should have done it for money this year. I think that would have been fun. It's not like too late, but you know. Probably wouldn't have the same effect. Oh, do you want to know what Kevin reminded me of that I forgot that we did not even talk about? What? Ford. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> you don't care? No, nah, I don't really care about Ford entering the sport. They're just going to be doing their hybrid stuff. That's probably it. They are going to be returning to the sport hybrid with uh, Red Bull. This was in early February and we just didn't even talk about it. Um, that's the goal. Uh, Ford returning to the sport, I think, is a pretty big deal. Steve doesn't care, but shut yeah, up. maybe if they're making so, their Ford Cosworth engines again, yeah, that would have been a pretty big deal. But they're not, yeah, so you're just, you're just mad. No, 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 I'm not mad. I, I'm happy that it's still technically going to be a Honda engine with a Ford with a Ford badge on it. That's that's what pisses me off, actually. That they're just not like committing to like one brand. Yeah. Fair enough. That would do it. Anyways, so that's pretty cool. Um, but you don't really care, so whatever. Yeah. Um, anything else of note? Anything really that we want to talk about? Like, I, I think we kind of covered a lot of um, the big news. Yeah. You feeling good? Alonso podium. We haven't talked about that. I, I brushed on it. Um, yeah, it happened. We all know about it. I'm sure everybody's already heard everything that they could have imagined about it. So it is pretty cool. I'll, I'll be the. Uh, not the first to admit that uh, I, I was pretty stoked about it. Uh, I don't really care. I'm going to be honest. I don't care for Alonzo that much. Like I don't, he doesn't cross my mind. I like Alonzo. Yeah. There's just one moment where he is my favorite driver and that's when he's racing Lewis Hamilton. Oh my God. <laughs> bye bye. Yeah. The that? move that he made on Hamilton was amazing. It was very good. The down the inside yeah. and uh, it was pretty unreal. Pretty unreal. I, I really enjoyed it, and I thought that uh, it was a really good fight for him. And, and hearing his little radio, like, he's just such a, for lack of a better term, and, and pardon my French, he's just such a bastard. Like, yeah. and it's just, he's such a shit disturber, and I think it's so much fun. I love it. And uh, it's good to see, like, a new new kind of anti-hero enter the fray. You know what I mean? And a new as in old and old as in new. Uh, but to kind of change up the the Max and, and Lewis rhetoric, I think it's good to throw up a, a new guy in there and kind of mix it up a little bit. So um, all the all the props to him. And I'm really excited to see what he does this year. I'm excited to see what Lance can pull out this year as well. Because uh, if he can do that with, you know, broken everything, then I'm curious to know what he'll be like healthy. 
So yeah, I'm sure it'll be a pretty uh, decent fight between them. I don't want to see them get really into it because then it's going to be scary. I don't want to yeah. see those guys collide. No, but some good racing. I'll take that. Why yeah. not? Um, I think that's kind of it for me, Steve. Do you got anything else? Uh, no, we don't have Jetta until the 19th. So we kind of have a little bit of a gap. Yeah. Gap is gap is sad. Um, if there's a lot to talk about next week, we'll probably do a quick episode. If we don't have a lot, maybe I'll just make like an Instagram post or something. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what shakes out. Um, but yeah, I think, I think I'm good for today. I think I'm going to go try and recover from the spicy ramen I ate before this. That's not treating me very well right now. I'm going to be honest with you. It's Sounds really like you're on a Ferrari power unit. I... <laughs> and with that that's all we have for the day (laughs) Uh, thanks for tuning in Uh, we will see you either next week or the week after depending on what shakes out in the F1 world Uh, have a fantastic evening slash morning slash afternoon depending on whatever it is for you because apparently I can't talk only as if it's nighttime. sorry (laughs) what don't laugh at me nothing yeah whatever man You, you say bye goodbye Have a good day.